0: Welcome back to another episode of the Remarkable CEO Podcast. I'm Dr. Pete Camiolo. And I'm Dr. Stephen Franson. And we've been having a money conversation. And if you are just tuning in now, hey, I encourage you to go back and listen to the previous three episodes. We've been talking about money. We had a great conversation with Dr. Ray Foxworth a few weeks back, talking about compliance and money and care plans. Then we talked about the recurring revenue model, which was absolutely just a rich conversation. And, and speaking of that, I know that many of you have reached out to us specifically from this series that we've just done and some of the previous series as well, specifically to say, hey, we've got these tools from you. We'd love to get on a call. And I know that Dr. Stephen, you and I, we've both had an opportunity to jump on calls with many of you who are our listeners to talk about specifically the tools that we've been covering in these podcasts. And I just wanna recognize you and thank each one of you who is a listener for doing that, for taking that level of action. So as we give you guys these assets, these tools, these are resources for you that we want you to use. We want to make sure that you use them correctly. So just want to recognize you as our listeners for reaching out to us as we've encouraged you to do that. For those of you who have reached out and said, hey, love to hop on a call. Thank you for doing that. It's really cool to be able to put a face on a name, to be able to have a conversation, to know, hey, we're humans. We're having connection. We're in this together. You're not alone. There's a way to do it and do it right. And we're here to help you with that. Dr. Stephen, I've just got a lot of value out of that, being able to connect with so many of the, the listeners to our podcast and again, specifically be able to help them work through leveraging and using our tools more effectively. So I just want to encourage all of you or anyone of you who are out there who are listening today, who haven't taken that step to reach yeah. out to us, to hop on a call, to talk through how we can help. Hey, we love to do that. Dr. Steven, you and I, you know, we're, we're here to help and here to serve in any way that we can. So uh, anyway, we're continuing on our money conversation today. I know this is going to be great uh, with part four uh, of our money conversation, which is how the chiropractor gets paid. This is going to be good.
1: Yeah, man. I, I love putting the face on the name uh, or, the, or the name on the faceless audience. <laughs> so, so, you know, thank heavens I have you, man. Uh, I can't imagine these people who just do a podcast by themselves, just talking to a camera all the time. That can be rough. I love, you know, the interaction between you and I. Obviously, that banter is so much fun as, you know, just somebody who I respect so much and just consider such a great friend. But, you know, when you meet people that are like, Hey, we've been listening to you for three years. <laughs> it's like, what really? <laughs> it's amazing. And you get these notes and get these messages. And some of the things you really expect, you know, like, Oh yeah, I downloaded that tool. And, you know, can you help me get some clarity around there? I have some questions and help me, you know, make sure I'm doing this right. We love getting on that, that conversation because you know, it, it puts the meat on the bones, right? So you're like, Oh yeah, good. These people are actually uh, implementing this stuff. So um, but you get some unusual ones. Like I'm looking like, if you're watching this on YouTube right now, you can see, I got a lot going on today. <laughs> so I get like I like print on my hat. I get print on my shirt here. And the, some of the observations that I get is people pick up on, on some of the things they're like, doc, you collect t-shirts, don't you? So they send me the t-shirts. Right. So I'm like, this one is from, uh uh this is from andrew hall and lisa hall right dr andrew and dr lisa right so it says winter is coming chiropractic makes you stronger and it's got the great game of thrones theme on it i don't even know what does it say in the back anything <laughs> No, nothing. Nothing yeah, you're, you're clear so you're clear yeah this, this this i love getting t-shirts and you guys send me t-shirts all the time and i just thank you for that <laughs> it's just awesome and then also i you know i collect hats and i've got the liberty university hat on right now because i'm the proud daddy who's my son, Sam is, uh, is, has decided he's going to Liberty, right? So, uh, we were down there last weekend and I picked up a new lid. And, uh, so I'm proudly, uh, wearing my Liberty colors today. Uh, and yeah, so I collect hats as well. I got some notes on watches too. Like so there's some watches out there, some, some watch lovers out there and they're picking up on the watches. So yeah, that's a passion of mine as well is I love watches. So, uh, you know, I always get questions like doc, what watch are you wearing today? Right. So this is, uh, This is the Rolly. This is my, uh, this is the called the Hulk, right? This is the green Submariner. So uh, yeah, there's the, there's certain things that I collect that I love. I have passion around surfboards. I love cars, but the watches, man, this has been a fun thing. We're talking about money. So, you know, buy things that will appreciate in value. So for example, this watch, like these watches are super hot, right? So if you like sports watches, you probably already know that the stainless um, submariners are really just going crazy. All the sport watches are really hot. This watch, Pete, was 8,400 bucks retail. It's selling for like 26,27,000 now. <laughs> it's like these watches go through the roof, and every one of them. I mean, I don't know why you'd buy stocks, buy watches. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just buy things that will appreciate in value. And I felt that that would go along beautifully with our money conversation today as we talk about the three ways chiropractors get paid. Yeah, it's uh, first of all, it's just cool
0: to see you in your different shirts every time, just so you know. Um, And I love being a part of uh, an organization where we are constantly creating new shirts as well. And I think many of you who are listening are probably wearing some swag. You can see what I've got on today from our uh, most recent revelation we had at the end of 2021 and we had our word for the year uh which is resilient for 2022 so of course once you have your word for the year it becomes a shirt uh so we are we are all about that in the remarkable practice as well we love creating swag swag that you guys are going to love to wear whether it's hats sweatshirts shirts hey if you guys got some more ideas to send it our way we absolutely love we, we love that love we, that we are, we are in the yeah, we, we're in the creative space. You know, we're constantly creating. Um, and so we, we are always looking for inspiration. We stay pretty inspired. But uh, if you have inspiration around any of these things, we, we'd love to to hear that from you as well. And, um, you know, I think, I think, Dr. actually one of the things that, you know, as we were preparing for this podcast episode today, you know, I think about because we have an opportunity to speak with so many chiropractors on the phone. And, you know, we get that opportunity every single day. Um, which is this? Is that you know, if you can get the money part right, you can actually we can actually start having conversations like this. And I think you know this whole idea of this series came from uh, we're listening to you. You know, we we heard hey we we really enjoy when you guys talk about certain things, and one of them was money, getting into the con the context of of money like we've been getting into these last weeks. So we're listening to you. But even Dr. Steven, as you're as you're sharing about this, and we're talking about this today, some of you, this is a this is a stress point for you. This is an issue. You have you have an issue with money. There's a money blueprint issue. Um, it's a real challenge and struggle for you. And if you're re- really going to be brutally honest with yourself and with with us you know, you would, you would be able to say that like, Hey, I've got an issue with this. Like, I really don't have a, uh, an understanding around this. There's a level of confusion. Um, I've got some, maybe some limiting beliefs. I've got, i um, I've got some subluxation here. Not maybe you don't even know what your blind spots are. That's what makes them a blind spot, right? We don't always see them. So I think that today's conversation, which is really a continue, a continuation of a conversation that we've been having about money, um, is going to be incredibly powerful because specifically we're talking about how to get paid. So you talk about, you know, all these things you love investing in and things that you enjoy, well, you got to make sure that you're taking taking care of yourself and you're, you're, you're getting paid. And I think one of the things that we see as a, 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 a doctor goes from launching from student into to building and then scaling is that the money, um, the way that money ex- exchange happens changes in each season, right? And we're going to get into that a little bit today is, is the value and how money works in launch versus build scale and really how, to, how, do that, how does that then translate into how a chiropractor gets paid? So really we're focusing on the three ways that a chiropractor gets paid and it will, dif- it will differentiate in your different seasons, okay? So remember what season you're in as you're listening to this, um, if you're a student, the way you get paid is if you're like me, go out and do spinal screenings for chiropractors and you can collect money from people and get paid by doing spinal screenings or, or go and set up talks and, you know, and fill the seats, man, at a, at a church or a, 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 an office and, and get paid by the number, but you get in seats. I mean, that, that's how I was when I was a student. And then when you launch your practice, then you build your practice and you scale your practice and you exit your practice, each one of them. We get paid different ways. So we're going to get into that today. And I'm really excited to be able to have this conversation.
1: Yeah, I think, you know, what perked up the ears of our listeners on the conversation around the rule of 40, um, it, when we're teaching, you know, this, if you haven't heard this episode, you want to go back and listen to it because the rule of 40 is a qualitative metric that we use in the business world to answer the question, how's it going, right? So this is like the way to measure the health of a business. And it takes two things into account, takes into account the growth of the business and revenue in a, let's call it a time period, let's call it in a year, right? So the growth of the business as a percentage, top-line revenue growth, they call it, uh, over the profit margin, uh, of the business in that same time period, right? So there's two sort of competing factors. You can't spend all your money to try to drive growth or otherwise it, it, that actually just starts a different conversation, but there's a way to measure like the health of a business at any given time. Is this um is, is this past year a, 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 a true representation of the business? Is, is the business making investments to grow the business in a sustainable way? Is the business really profitable, et cetera? So it answers that question, how's it going, right? So and chiropractors have a hard time answering that question. So we teach our clients how to calculate this rule of 40 so that we can keep an eye on the health, the fiscal health of the business, right? So those are the two numbers. It's top line revenue growth plus the profit margin equals 40. That should be the, a goal, right? So there's a range somewhere between 30 and 50. 40 is the is the remarkable standard that we keep, right? So the everybody knows their top line revenue growth. That's an easy thing to extrapolate out. But what nobody knows is what their true profit margin is. At least that's my experience working with thousands of chiropractors. Like, what's your profit margin? Number one, they don't know a number. Number two, if they do know know the number, it's not accurate. (laughs) It's not right, right? So there are rules on how to extrapolate this out. You do need to work with your bookkeeper. I have a fantastic financial team, and this is definitely part of our regular conversation. It's part of our regular reporting systems and meeting rhythms. Everyone on our team knows where we are on the rule of 40, right? So we'll do a rolling 12-month study of like, how are we doing relative over the last 12 months to this rule of 40? It's a great way to keep your finger on the pulse of the fiscal health of the business, okay? So Pete, the place that people get confused is profit, like trying to calculate the true profit of the business. So we outlined for you in that last episode, in that last conversation, we talked about making sure that you're representing all of the quote unquote salaries or the expenses associated with payroll for all of the roles on your accountability chart. So, you know, people nod their heads until you say, well, what roles do you play? And they start going, well, you know, I'm kind of head cooking bottle washer. I'm like, yeah, no, I get that. We want to extrapolate that out and we want to account for each one of those expenses for the roles that you play, because one day somebody's going to buy your business. And when they look at the business, they're going to say, well what roles do you play in this business? And you might sound something like this, very typically. Well, I'm the CEO, I'm the clinic director, I'm also an adjusting doctor and I do the marketing directing. All right, well, how about uh, your spouse? Oh, my spouse, well, from home, she's the back office and she does the bookkeeping, And you know, right? So all of these elements that are getting done, are they getting accounted for when you're really extrapolating out the true expenses of running your business, right? So, you know, unless you and your spouse come with the deal <laughs> they know that they're going to need to replace you and somebody's going to need to get paid to do that so when you're trying to calculate the true value of a business for purchase you know you're gonna you're going to insist that each one of those roles is accounted for right so this is part of that profit conversation the other side of the seesaw so to speak are the backs or those things that you run through the business right so both of those have to be taken into account so that you can arrive at the true profit margin so that's from the last episode, right? So that's a quick review. If you want to learn more about that, go listen to that episode. But that is what perked up the ears and created the questions that we got was, hey, could you review that as like, I heard you say chiropractors get paid three ways. So that's the conversation we're gonna have today, Pete. So yeah. let's talk about it. So there's three ways a chiropractor gets paid. Number one is the salary or the compensation for the jobs that you do, right? The role that you play. Number two is in distributions, And number three is in the asset value of the business that you sell. For the first time ever, we're teaching the complete TRP system in one comprehensive seminar. Your team can learn the entire Remarkable Practice New Patient Conversion System and Ideal Patient Retention System in a single weekend. This will be the best bang for your buck training experience of the year. May 13th and 14th in Orlando, Florida, and June 10th and 11th live in Sydney, Australia. Register your team at remarkablepractice.com or find the link in the show notes below. So let's open it up. Let's start talking about, you know, what do, what do we mean by the salaries that we get paid? So, I mean, I, I want to start with
0: just circling back to what you just covered and say, Pull out your accountability chart and accountability grid. These are tools we've actually given you in previous episodes. If you if you are um, if you are a listener, you you have these. So pull these out. That's the first step. Is get let's get organized. Let's have a conversation that's very organized and very specific. So if you looked at your accountability chart right now, we look at the five areas of your business and the fifteen primary functions. And you were to say, okay, who's the director of this? Which means who's accountable or who owns this this role, this function in the Business, this role exists to produce a function, the function exists to drive an outcome. Who is that person? Right. And, and fill that out. Okay. That's the first step. And a lot of us, you know, we do these calls and and you know, I, I say, okay, let me see your accountability chart. And oftentimes, doctors, your name is all over that chart. So the first right. thing is we have right. to identify. And that that's another conversation that we need to have, which is gonna not today. So that's the first step. Let's get organized. So I want to make this very practical for you as we walk through this today. Get out your accountability charting grid look at the business and write in where your name is as a chiropractor, as the owner, founder, whatever your role is in the, in the business, let's get that written down. Okay. That's the first step. So now we're talking about how you get paid. Okay. So if you were to hire me, Dr. Steven, if you were going to bring myself or Dr. Steven on your team and you're saying, I want to hire you, you can come in as my, as a chiropractor, you're gonna be a business builder too. Um, So, you know, and then you were to, to compensate and create the compensation model and plan for us. The conversation would really boil down to, if I'm going to come work for you. What, what's that look like? How, how are we getting paid? You know, I'm coming to work for you. So how are we going to, how's that going to go? You know, like I, I bought into your vision. I love your vision. I'm, I'm aligned with your core value. I get an idea like, you me know, to adjust a bunch of people and go bring more people in. I got, um, h- how do we make money here? How am I making money? So when's the last time you asked yourself that question about yourself? So we're, we're going to focus on you today as the chiropractor and say, okay, first question is, you know, how do you get paid? right? And the first is, the answer is the salary for the work that you do. So what is the work that you do? So get out that accountability grid and get that. So Dr. Steven, you brought up a couple examples. If I look at the accountability grid for an owner and they say, all right, I sit on this organizational chart as a CEO. Um, I also sit on here as um, a COO. I also sit on here as a a CMO. (laughs) And I'm also here as the uh, clinic director. Uh, yep. I also am kind of head trainer. Um, and and now you look at that and you say, what is the value of that? And how do you get paid? So Dr. Steven, I think we're going to have a conversation about this because some of those things are going to
1: directly be related to salary. Some of them can be paid out different ways. Yep. So let's dive in. Yeah. So let's say I'm, I'm walking up to you, Dr. Pete, and I'm going to buy your practice. Like you sold a practice to somebody, they walked up and they looked around and they said, Okay, so Dr. P, do you come with the deal? And you said, uh, "Hell no, <laughs> right?" Uh, and uh, and they said, "Okay, so I need to replace you. Help me understand what you do around here, so I know how to calculate what I'm going to need to invest in, you know, payroll and overhead to, you know, to replace you, right?" So that's the word you want to use to replace you, right? So. Obviously, Dr. Pete is irreplaceable, right? So, but somebody has going to be able to do the work that he was doing, right? So let's say you're trying to figure out exactly um, what you should assign for yourself as the owner real time right now as an adjusting doctor. would be like, well, what do I pay myself? It's like, okay, so let's say, imagine this scenario. It's you and your associate doctor. You guys see 300 a week in your practice. So they see 150 a week and you see 150 a week. You pay them. You know, let's call it a hundred grand. You pay them a hundred grand and you're trying to figure out if I'm out of the picture and I have to replace myself, what would it cost me to replace myself in the adjustatorium? It would, you know, it would be another hundred grand. I mean, that's a very simple example, right? So it's like, all right, so my associate doctor and I each see 150 a week. I pay them 150 excuse me, I pay them a hundred grand to do that. If I pulled myself out, somebody else has to adjust the other 150. So I'll bring in another associate doctor who will I will also pay a hundred grand. So that's an example of like my salary as an adjusting doctor, it, even though I own the place, my salary is a hundred grand, right? So then you might say, all right, so I'm also working as the CEO, I'm working as the clinic director, I'm working as a trainer, et cetera. So you account for those different, and then you come up with your, salary, so to speak. Okay. So um, without going crazy and identifying each and every one of those salaries, it brings you to a more realistic view of what your payroll is or your true overhead is as you're doing a valuation of your business. So Dr. Pete, that's the first step we identify. Okay. So how do we get paid? First way we get paid is we get paid for the work that we do. Okay. So for example, in the remarkable practice, we do the same thing. I get paid as the CEO. I get paid as a coach. And I get paid as a speaker at our live events. And then I get paid also for the content that I create for our intellectual property. I get paid each way. Okay. So it's literally extrapolated out. Right. So that's the first way I get paid. Okay. The second way I get paid is as an owner, as an equity owner. I get paid in distributions, okay? So that's the second way. So the second way you get paid, doc, if you own your clinic is you get paid in distributions. Distributions of what? Of profit, okay? So what what I would suggest you do, people do it either monthly or quarterly or annually. I suggest you do it quarterly. So this is usually more true representation of your business. If you look at your business in quarters, right? So if you look at it and be like, that's gonna be the quarterly profit, right? The true profit that comes out of the business. So extrapolate out your true overhead, account for your salary as an adjusting doctor, whatever other roles you want to account for, that's going to leave a profit. That's the profit of the business. Even though you own the business, it's the profit of the business. Now you pay yourself out of that profit, whether you take all of it or you take 50% of it or what have you, you know, I recommend that you don't take all of it. You don't want to strip all the cash, the operational cash out of the practice. I'm assuming you already have a peace of mind account where you have somewhere between 60 and 90 days of operating costs. If not, that's a good thing to fill up before you start pulling profits out of there. But let's assume that's all done. So now each quarter, you pull the distributions of those profits out and that'll be the second way we get paid as as the chiropractor.
0: So I think one of the issues that we see a lot is calculating how much that as a chiropractor, I, I get paid. And one of the things that we see as a issue is that um, you know you just pay yourself whatever is left over at the end of the month, and that's that's oftentimes the way that it gets we uh, get sideways, and oftentimes, Doc Stephen, it's because that's the way it started, right? It started when you're starting to launch the businesses, you know, you're just getting you know starting to make just a little bit of money. Maybe you're like many startups, you're living on credit card debt or borrowed money and you're just trying to get things going. And so as you're starting to make money, you start to just pay yourself a little bit. At some point, that actually has to change, right? So you have to s- s- define, you know, what it is that you should be paid. So some of you who are listening today, I would say probably hopefully most of you are not doing this anymore. Uh, but we've got to clean that up. Like Dr. we were just chatting about this before, but it's just a sloppy way to run the business. It's not, it's not okay to do, do it that way. I mean, you got to, you know, pay yourself first is what I, you know, a truth that I've learned. And it says, you got to pay yourself first because uh, it's about value. Money follows value. So if you value yourself, then you, you'll, you'll create more value. You'll capture more value. You'll, you'll bring in more value. So, I mean, that's, you're going to create it
1: and you're going to capture that. So pay yourself. And it's, so let me, let me interrupt you there, Pete, because it's yeah. a critically important point. So this sequence, I mean, this list is not a sequence. It's not, you pay this, then you pay this and then you pay that. It, the pay yourself first concept. You're going to hear us unpack this uh, in detail in an upcoming episode. But we're going to talk about. I'm a big fan of profit first. We're going to talk okay. about profit first for chiropractors. So that's coming down the pipe for you guys. Um, so it's this is a this is a real high level simplification of conceptually how you get paid. Uh, we're going to give you a programmatic. Um, uh, stepwise process to be able to do this right. So that's outside of the scope of this conversation. Really want to lay down a foundation where you understand it's almost like containers, right? So it's like, it's going to come to me in three forms. My income is going to come to me as a salary. It's going to come to me in distributions. It's going to come to me in asset value of the business, right? As we build an asset value for the business, as we get ready for um, an exit, whether it's five months away, five years away, or Forty-five years away. It Doesn't matter. We're going to be building asset value,
0: hundred percent. And so, a couple of things, um, just in regards to that. And I and I love this concept of what you're building in each season of your of your career. So we talked about in launch how you know you don't know what you don't know in launch. So what's the goal in launch is to build skills, right? We were we were we were discussing this before our this master uh, this podcast today, and it was like. You know, we have an opportunity to work with a lot of associate doctors, right? We, we work, we have a, what we call the associate doctor or build mastermind program, which has just been an incredible uh, program, which we've launched in 2021. And it's just been awesome. But really, the goal of that program is to build skills, right? It's a skill building um, focus. You know, it's, it's looking at the skills for attraction, conversion, and retention and saying, hey, we want to develop competency to start and then mastery to ongoing right? So we are in the business of saving lives. We are in the business of of being developed, right? You develop a level of familiarity. That's the lowest level of development. Then you develop a level of competency, which is the next level, then you develop a level of mastery, which is ongoing. So we are all in this development. So even the money conversation, some of you, this may be, we just, it's a familiarity level or even competency, but we want you to develop a level of mastery here and a fluency there. Okay. But in the level of, when you're launching a business, your goal is to develop skills. Okay. So that's the, that's the focus. When you, when you move then into a build season of your career, okay. When you're going into that, it's all about building the practice, right? You're building the practice. That's what your focus is. So you, you got the thing up off of the ground. Congratulations. That's that's the first step. That, that's a hard step. And many don't make it past year one, right? So now it's, okay, let's see how many businesses actually make it past year five. The majority, the rest of the majority failed within the first five years. So if you don't if you get out of that first year, woo, congratulations. You get through that first five years. So what have you done that first five years? Well, you're building the practice, right? So now we've done that. That's the focus in, in, in build season we've already talked about the issue of a lot of chiropractors skip this next season. They go launch, build, and then they try to exit. It doesn't exit well. The third season, this is why this is so critically important. If you think about the asset, which is the third way you get paid, the asset value, the third season, the focus of scale is actually building asset value. So think about this. If you were to launch a business, build it, stay in build, and then try to exit, you didn't even go into the stage of what is asset value creation and that's why he said you can't somebody can't buy your job right there's there's you're you're set, trying to sell a liability trying to sell a job not a business and and this is why this season this third season the scale season is so important it's why we've dedicated so much of our energy to it talk steven it's why there's this podcast that's even titled the remarkable ceo podcast because we we understand if if you do this season well if you do this part well you're actually in that third way that you get paid, which is asset value building, asset value creation. That's what this season is all about.
1: That's right. In the spirit of just begin with the end in mind, right? So um, as we talk to doctors and we start talking about the remarkable exit and the remarkable exit program, I can see people glaze over or check out. And I'm like, no, 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 don't, 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 don't make that mistake. Like, please listen to me. I wish somebody grabbed me by my shirt when I was in my first year (laughs) or my fifth year, or dare I say my 15th year of practice. Oh, somebody had just told me what we're telling people right now. It's like, no, 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 man, build an asset that people will compete to buy. (laughs) Like literally build it to sell it. You don't have to sell it for 10 years, 15 years, 25 years, but build it to sell it, build asset value. That's how you want to think about this is you know, the third way we get paid as chiropractors is is there's going to be a transaction. You're going to sell your business. The question is, is what kind of multiplier you're going to get? Are you going to be doing a fire sale, you know, or are you going to see somewhere between a 1.5 to 3.5 times multiplier of earnings, right? So, or, and that's a Main Street sale. Or maybe you'll be part of a corporate roll-up. You'll do a Wall Street sale, right? So maybe you're going to be looking at an 8, 10, 12 times multiplier, right? There's all kinds of potential out in front of you. But man, you got to know what you're doing. You got to have a plan around this, right? So you know, we've built you know, the, the, the whole concept of the Four Seasons around making sure that you do these things successfully. In other words, gracefully and profitably. Or beginning with the end in mind is recognizing at some point I'm going to sell this thing and I want to build it to sell it. You know, there's going to be a shift. You're going to go from launch to build to scale to exit, right? So launch is all about building skills and build is all about building the practice and scale is about building asset value, so that when you do go to exit, people will compete to buy this. Dr. Pete, I can tell you this whole process is as we're creating the remarkable exit program, what I can tell you right now is this is complex but it's a system that you can follow and you know if you are inside of 18 months when you're thinking about going to sell your your practice you're in you're in basically the holy shit phase, right? So they, they, you are like, this is a level of urgency. If you're somewhere between 18 months and five years, you're in what we consider the catbird seat, right? So you're right, like right in this beautiful zone right here, three to four years out from an exit is the perfect time to start planning that thing and building that asset value. There are all sorts of financial um, mechanisms that you can leverage, those different tools and tax strategies and corporate structures that you need to be, you're going to need time to implement and create that value. And if you're more than five years out, man, this is when strategy and planning just really is like we teach our patients, like, let's be super proactive with this. So please don't check out in the scale season, you can create this incredibly valuable business, this asset that when you do that transaction, this is the third way you get paid. So we get paid three ways as chiropractors. We get paid our salaries for the work that we do. Number two, we get paid on distributions based on our equity. And number three, we capture value with the transaction of the business, the sale of your business upon exit, and that's building asset value. Guys, you guys deliver huge value into your community. The service that we provide, the giving and loving service that we provide in our community is huge value. And you know, money follows value.
0: Please stick around for more business insights from this week's bonus interview with our Remarkable Success Partner, dedicated to helping you more successfully help more people. Enjoy.
1: What's up, Remarkables? Hey, I'm excited to have a conversation with a longtime great friend of mine, somebody who we actually um, met at Life University, Joe, what, twenty? Eight Four, years ago, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was 24, uh, going, going way back in time, uh, somebody who I grew up in chiropractic together, um, uh, a fellow Gondroid, fellow Gonstead doctor um, and hardcore clinician, philosopher uh, and servant-hearted leader in chiropractic, um, really one of my favorite people in our space and who I consider to have one of the best business minds in chiropractic my good friend, Dr. Joe Esposito from Aceva Nutraceuticals. Joe, good to see you, brother.
2: Thanks, Steve. Appreciate the opportunity. Love the work you're doing with this podcast. So honored to be
1: on it. Awesome. So you know how these interviews work. We want to get to know a little bit more about Aceva. Obviously, Uh, you're a success partner, which means you help us help more people, right? So you help our people help more people. Um, I want to get a sense of that. Uh, You know, Obviously, uh, you know, let's call it what it is, uh, with remarkable practice. We, you know, we select our success partners and, you know, frankly, I could have picked any, uh, supplement company to be a success partner, um, inside of our space, but, um, you know, we chose a Siva, uh, and, you know, because I know leadership and I always bet the jockey, um, I know you as a person, I, you know, as I said, you know, we grew up in this space together, Um, And this isn't just a good old boys network. And I, you know, have you represent, um, you know, the remarkable practice as a success partner uh, because we're old buddies, but because we are old friends, I know how you operate, right? So um, frankly, you're a tremendous pain in the ass. Uh, And that's what I love about you. I love I love that about you. Like your, you know, your, your level of OCD and (laughs) um, uh, attention to detail As far as your standards around what you consider acceptable and even excellent, um, um, it's impressive, man. It's great to watch you work. Um, I know you to be a guy who had a very successful practice for years and ended up running multiple successful practices as a really gifted clinician and a great leader. Um, I love the story of you were frustrated with the software that was available to you because you really wanted to capture data. To, you know, to build a body of, of data for research in chiropractic to improve chiropractic and reposition chiropractic uh, in the healthcare field through data. I love the fact that you were frustrated with what was out there. So you started your own software business, right? So, <laughs> uh, and then you were unhappy with the supplements that you were able to uh, secure for your patients and meet the needs of your people from a supplemental side, uh, nutritional side. Uh, so, you started your own supplement business. <laughs> so, I love these stories, man, because I know this to be true. Um, but uh, honestly, my my favorite story, uh, my favorite Joe Esposito story that's so close to my heart is when my Sam, my son, um, had an <laughs> issue. He had an acute Lyme infection in his knee. And um, I was sitting in a hospital with a looking at my son in recovery after surgery on his knee, looking at a I think he was probably 14 or 15 at the time. Uh, I'm looking at a kid who has never had as much as an aspirin in his body. And now he's, you know, in surgical recovery. Uh, And it was an incredibly scary time for Camilla and I. And, you know, as it turned out, it was um, simply an acute Lyme infection. And that's what was going on with his knee. But long story short, um, you were the guy who stepped up. And the next day I had a overnight package that was delivered in this really questionable bottle, this vial, this unmarked vial, <laughs> but, a, but a handwritten note to my son that described the probiotics and uh, and the prebiotic mix that you had put together, a custom delivered uh, order helped help my son recover. So Joe, man, that, that handwritten note changed our relationship forever, man. And I just have a tremendous amount of respect for you and, and appreciated how Um, you know, you cared enough to, to reach out like that and to do
2: something that was extraordinary. So welcome to the show, buddy. Thanks, man. I remember, I remember writing, these are 6 billion of my favorite bacteria. Like these are my (laughs) bacteria I'm going to give to you to put in your body. (laughs) So yeah, it was, it was great. I remember that. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. And that's exactly what a
1: scared 14 and 15 year old uh, boy needed to hear at that point that somebody had done something like that for them. So, uh, man, that's just representative of how you operate. Um, uh, talk to us about, um, how your business operates. Let's talk about a Nutraceuticals. Uh,
2: yeah, great. Uh, um, you jarred a lot of thoughts in my head just in uh, dialoguing on where we were uh, 28 years ago and now, and I, I never really said this, but the interesting part is it was really me being a pain in the ass and and not happy with certain things that made me create a SIVA, and it was a pet project. I, when I look back at it, you know, we lost money for almost 10 years, and I didn't care because I was making money. I just wanted excellence in clinical someone slapped me in the back of the head and said, you know what? That's a business. You should make money on it. Oh, okay. (laughs) But it was really just my joy of watching outcome and really seeing with nutrition, you can literally change an outcome in someone's body. I was obsessed with uh, the outcome, the passion of changing lives without drugs. And then uh, we turned it into something that is viable. But it was nice to start with the premise of uh, just results, like what can we do to get people uh, healthy. So it's funny. The first formulation I ever made was so big, they said you could lick it, but you could never put it in your mouth because the formula had so much and so potent that it was too big. You'd have to have a capsule that you know it would have wheels. You'd carry it in. You could lick it with a family, but you swallow <laughs> it. That was. Then the second one was uh so expensive, it was like eight hundred dollars a bottle. They're like. You got to make something that is able to be consumed and paid for. I'm like, okay, okay. <laughs> so uh, always obsessed with the clinical. So yeah, Asiva has been around for like 12 years now. Uh, we've matured a lot. It's a boutique company designed to help high-level clinicians that want to implement a new vertical. It's not designed to throw a multi and a fish oil on a shelf in the back of your cl- uh, office, sell four bottles a year and get 80 million clients. We want... 500 clients that want to truly integrate nutrition. That's what we want. Right. Uh, so our model is to actually with clients is to actually do a financial uh, modeling of you want a department, you want to hire someone to run it. You want to learn about it. You want to make profit. You want to change lives. Well, that's a business. And I always make fun of Cairo's because I'm a Cairo. And I say, if a Cairo was to open up, if a Cairo owned a hospital and they were going to open up a pediatric ward they would just say to the oncologist, hey, do you mind seeing some kids like just check them out maybe and <laughs> not hire someone, but just grab the other department. So uh, I want to help uh, mature chiropractic utilization nutrition. So the chiros is not doing it. The chiros is not becoming a nutritionist. The chiros not, but the chiro respects it, honors it and realizes a gap in the in healthcare, and it needs to be honored. That's kind I love of my.
1: That. I love that. So you and I grew up in the same setting at Life University where. You know, we were taught what it takes to be a successful chiropractor. Right. So it's the art, science and philosophy of chiropractic. Right. So the three legged stool, they always taught us. Right. So um, that's a beautiful story, but it's an incomplete story, isn't it? Right. So, you know, we, we both recognize that in the modern world, and this is probably true historically, is there's actually a fourth leg to that stool, which is business acumen, right? So it's the art, science, philosophy, and business acumen, right, that are required to be truly a successful practice owner, right? So, and you just ticked all four of those boxes, as you, you know, described, Asiva, which is why we work together, right? So the idea of like, there's a philosophy behind this, right? So it's about clinical outcomes. And you and I both you know, we recognize that, you know, we're hardcore philosophical chiropractors, admittedly, like I'm unapologetically, I'm not trying to project my philosophy on anybody listening right now, but just I'm always transparent about that. It's like, you know, Joe, you are also a hardcore principled chiropractor, right? So um, that being said, we recognize that, you know, the body heals from above down and from inside out, that's the premise of our philosophy. But at the same time, we recognize that, that these human beings are coming to us and they're living in an, a modern world that is that is unnaturally stressful, right? So, you know, this the stress that's created by toxicity and and or deficiency, typically both, right? And we have, you know, this is, we have limitations of matter that we're working with here. So as much as you and I would love to be able to say, hey, all you got to do is, you know, set their atlas and everything's going to be hunky-dory. You know, the reality is, and I hope I'm not offending anybody by saying this, sometimes the body needs some outside-in help, right? So there are some levels of deficiency that are, you know, that, that must be addressed for the human body to be able to recover, right? So for, to actually to achieve optimal health, which is the goal. And I appreciate that you and I are just aligned there with the philosophy of uh, you know, bringing nutrition and where it fits into the principled chiropractic practice as well. Am I right?
2: Yeah, 100%. I think uh, we just need the raw ingredients to allow the innate intelligence to express itself. If you cut water out, the innate intelligence can't make up for uh, in a dehydrated body. You can't make up uh, you know, myelin sheath that needs uh, fish oil or B12. You, you can't, you, you got to give raws and let the innate work. It's not an outside in, like when you hear that term, it's, it's give the raw to innate to express itself, I think, the way I look at it. So um, so yeah, I'm with you 100%. And that's what we want to do. We want to. There is an issue we cannot turn our head anymore. People, 68% are overweight or obese. The majority of people, up to 92% of a magnesium deficiency. If you saw what I saw, sitting next to the top vitamin D researcher in the world, in a hospital looking at X-ray one after another, showing me vitamin D deficiency one after another, it's rampant, and there's an issue we can't ignore it anymore. We can't just adjust our way out of a toxicity and deficiency problem. We just can't. So we have to solve it, and that's my mission.
1: I love it, and you've turned it into an art form. You know, keeping with
2: this four-legged stool,
1: you know, the the idea is is you actually you have to have a a fundamental knowledge base. You have to understand, you know, what are the potential scenarios that we're looking at clinically? And, you know, that's part of the art of just as much as doing an analysis of the spine and delivering an adjustment. Let's speak to like, it's like what level of sophistication would a clinician need to have to be able to really optimize uh, nutritional delivery if they were to say, hey, I'm using a Siva." What kind of expectations do you have as a clinician
2: there as far as
1: their their own skill
2: set? Uh, Not a lot. We we do a launch with the whole team on the call. We inspire them to the concept and we give them basic information. All our product names are basic. Guess what sugar balance does? Balances your sugar. (laughs) (laughs) So we we didn't create these complex names and make it really, it's just simple. The science is in the formula and the research behind the dose and the combination of ingredients. That's the science. It's kind of like the iPad. You just know there's a button in the center. You hit one button. But inside, there's a lot of beauty and a lot of uh, effort and work and research. Same thing with Tiva. Outside is simple. So yeah, just uh, some general information. And then we recommend basics. We're not into the complexity. Basic nutrients in an initial care plan, subscription-based nutrition long-term for wellness is the baseline of the company. But then we can go deep if you want. But we want to get the average American leveled up with the baseline of nutrients to help innate function at 100%
1: perfect segue into the third leg science right so what's the science of, b- behind this i mean i know you to be one of my favorite geeks right so if i want to geek out on anything i jump on the horn with joe Esposito. <laughs> so um you know to, let's talk about a, a bit about the science around behind aseva as a company
2: um it's it's clinically researched dose schedules that are validated uh yearly so when we look at any of our products you're going to see three four ingredients not 92 we don't sprinkle fairy dust, put little bits of 50 ingredients that have a trigger word in your emotional mind that, hey, it has a lipoic acid in there in a blend with 90 other things. And there's not even two milligrams. We don't do that. It's itemized. You can you can see it and you can pull research and we'll send it to you <laughs> that we know how to create the outcome. We also run labs. I own two medical clinics as well. We pre-post labs all day long and I run 40 chiro. I oversee about 35, 40 chiro clinics so, that are doing lab. Um, so we have data and uh, insight. So if clinics want to do a a lab, they can do that. And we can have a a great company, uh, review and interpret the lab and tell them what nutrients they need. And they could have be hands off. They just have to have the philosophy and the intention. They don't have to have the knowledge.
1: Beautiful. Fourth leg business acumen, you know, is this a good business? You know, so, you know, um, I know the listeners of the Remarkable CEO podcast know that we're not running nonprofits. I know that you should have had your, uh, your awakening with Asiva as a business <laughs> and be like, yeah, this little garage band pet project I had going on, scratching my own itch of needs. This actually has turned into a really sexy business for Asiva itself, but for the, for the clinicians that are leveraging this platform, um, you know, is this, a, is this a great profit center for chiropractors?
2: I have to give credit to my good friend Stu Bernson who who said that you're failing as a CEO because you're not delivering to the uh to the investor a uh, return. And I said, But I am the investor because I don't care who the investor is, you're not delivering. I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> so I learned that lesson and uh and from that maturity five years ago, we started looking at how we can be the best for the uh, for the profession. So number one, if you're looking at uh, you know selling two bottles a month, we're not the company. So we do we have a lower profit on buying single bottles and one of the highest profits on on case. We want you to uh, stock and turn product a handful that you're going to use every day. Not try to stock eighty products and have it expire. That's not our model. We also have a subscription model. So we build the financial modeling for a clinic and say, if they want to do a hundred grand, you tell us what you want. We fill the gap with systems, knowledge, and process. Uh, whatever people want an outcome. You want a half a million dollar business? Uh, we can do that. Just to give you one more taste on the clinical side, yeah, our weight loss program is one of the only ones in the nation approved by the Center for Disease Control as a diabetes prevention program. We just got our five-year certification last week. So we're a diabetes prevention program plus which means they can even use Medicare for our program. It's that validated. Every year we submit clinical info and uh, to show loss of weight and change of blood sugar, CRP, uh, homocysteine, and so many other factors. So we're really proud that everything we do is based off research.
1: So good. So good. All right. Well, there you have it, guys. So uh, we're in the business of saving lives. And when business is good, everybody wins, right? So this is part of your business model, right? So your patients are taking supplements, you know, the the vast majority of them. The question is, is what are they taking? Are they taking high quality supplements that you would take and give to your family? They're going to want to know what do you take and what does your family take? What do you give to your kids? Right? So I know what I, my family takes, we take a Siva Joe. So, uh, I appreciate you so much, man. I appreciate a Siva being a success partner. Um, and, uh, you know, money follows value. I love the idea of like, what's good for chiropractic is good for business. And what's good for your patients is good for chiropractic. So, uh, I'm glad that ACIVA helps us help people get better outcomes, man. Uh, if people want to learn more about ACIVA and how can they get in contact with you, where do they find you?
2: Uh, they can just go to ACIVA.com to look at product information. If, uh, You know, I can't do, I think you have 13, 1400 people on, but the, if the top 20 people, if they want to do a strategy session on implementation with me, I can do up to 20 over the next two months. And you could go to, uh, my scheduling link: schedule three, zero now.com schedule 30 now it's a 30 minute session. That's great. Uh, So you can schedule with me and I'll spend a half an hour strategizing where you are, where you want to go and set a plan for you. That sounds
1: great. And we'll put that link in the show notes as well. Uh, okay. So it be very easy for people to find you. Uh, Dr. Joe Esposito from Aceva Nutraceuticals. Dr. Joe, we appreciate you. And I love you dearly, brother. Um, thanks so much for um, just, as always, adding value. Thanks, Steven. Appreciate the opportunity. Love you, man. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Remarkable CEO Podcast. Remember, what the world needs now is
0: chiropractic. And what chiropractic needs now is more successful chiropractors.